Hemshechayim Beis, Volume One. We're up to Chapter One Ten, Page Reishud Gimel. It's Page Two Thirteen. The middle of a discussion here of the significance of Yaakov establishing a monument. As it began the previous discourse, that's what was the whole discourse was based by heaven, Azais, Ashesamti, Matseva. This stone that I have placed as a monument, as a pillar, should be Basilikim, should become the house of God. And this becomes also significance in the relationship with Lovan when Yaakov finishes, that's before he began his journey. When, I'm sorry, the early, at the beginning of the journey when he went to Haran, after the dream, and he wakes up. And uh, God makes all those promises. So he makes that covenant, that promise, in return. And then, at the end of his journey, before he goes back to Israel, he also places a stone as a matzeva, as a pillar or monument. And Lovan places a mound. But now we're in the discussion more specifically of Yaakov's work. Yaakov's matzeva, which of course is a holy type of work. So briefly, to sum up what we learned, we've learned uh, that... Yaakov's entire journey to Haran represents the Yuridus Hanisham Baguf, the soul's descent into Haran, to a dark world. The purpose being going from a world of Ardus, Be'er Sheva, the fountain of seven, to a world of Pirud, of the, of the, of the, the diversity and, and um, division, a world of Yitzchalkus, in order to bring together all the separate fragmented elements of the world and re- reunite them with God. And it's not just a reunion, when you achieve that, you achieve higher levels that would not have existed. The general principle of Dira B'tachten. This is symbolized in his taking all the stones. He took from the stones, because stones represent letters. And as Alter Rebbe explains, that letters, why stones letters? For two reasons. One, because the, the, like stones, you, can collect, you collect a bunch of them, you can build a building from it. The same thing, the letters of this world, even though on their own they're all scattered, together they build, a, they, you can break, create a beautiful structure, which is a dira, a home for God, a bias, bais alakim. A second reason it's called stones, because stones are inanimate. And just like the inanimate on its own is very distant from life, it's not, it doesn't have an, a, a revealed life force, so too the letters of the world are very distant from the divine because they were created through Malchus, through Dibur, through God's words. So it represents the distance. But the goal is to bring them close. So this is the symbolism and the meaning behind Yaakov taking the stones together. Now, he took them together and, and, they, and, and then they turned them into one stone. This Evan Achas is now what he makes a Matseva. What's the significance of that? So we've learned this Evan Achas is Malchus which again symbolizes now the whole material world that he's now united, but now he's elevating it. So it's called Hakomas HaMalchus, the lifting of, the, the building of Malchus, it's the expansion of Malchus, which essentially is bringing in Giluim into Malchus. Malchus on its own is just a Nakuda, just a stone. The Matseva is what he calls a Patsuf. And he builds it up, and of course that would in turn become the base of the Kim, Something that becomes the base of the king, which we haven't yet discussed in this discourse. In the previous discourse, he did discuss it that base of the king is already more than just an akud and a patsuf. How did he put it there? That's why it's yeh base of the king. Yeh, in other words, 
years is the masculine, even though Evan Zeis is in the cave, because you're elevating it to become a mashpia. So it's essentially three stages. Nakuda, it begins as a, as a point, and it just that's unrevealed. A partsuf is a, a full configuration of full entity. And then that leads to Basilikim, a, a structure. Basilikim is the house of God. As he says, it brings it up to the level of, of Zachar, which is where it, it becomes completely transformed as it will be in the future. And this is what Yaakov achieves. In the last chapter we learned that there's two interpretations in this Malchus. There's Malchus as it is in Atzillus, and that's turned into a part of this Malchus as it manifests in Biyah. That, in other words, how, how it just goes into existence, and there you elevate it. Basically, it just shows that the transformation is even on a deeper level, all the way in, internal in, within existence. I just want to say as a footnote, I've been looking at the discourses where this is based on. It's obviously fascinating. You get, you, you get to see literally what the Rebbe Rashab, what forum he had open when he was re- writing this. So it's a very interesting study. And in addition to that, you also get a sense of how it was going on then. Because the Ralta Rebbe, interesting, the year Tovkuf Samavav, I find, Shabbos after Shabbos, he was discussing the same theme and developing it. The theme of Kalim and Levushim, garments and containers, then Pars Parsa and these curtains. It's just, you, you literally can relive how was, uh, was was being created, to be very honest. Anyway, it's a little different interpretation there, there, here. I believe everything was Malchus, am I right? He says, so though Chochmah was a Yud, he said that's not really the Chochmah. Hmm. Malchus is the main eye in here. Just a second. Okay. So let's read now. Chapter Kufyud. Okay? The One time. In the altar of discussion, is it in relationship to the Yeshe uh, also? Yeah, 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 yeah. The thing with the Evan, yeah, 100%. So, now we could say in Aveda, in service, he's going to explain this whole thing now in service, what I just summed up. We could say, I'm sorry. This is the impact. Pulas, the effect. The, the work, the pu'ulas. The, the activity, but it's more the pu'ulas, the nefesh alikis is pu'ula on nefesh habamis. It's impact on the, the, the divine soul and the animal soul. Pechines kfiyah bepel mamish. Literally forcing it in a force of coercion, imposition. Kfiyah bepel mamish. In actuality. Because for obvious reasons. Dahayin uloi mashapol bavidosei shali yirtsi binyanam achumnim. In other words, we're not talking about that he works through his Aveda, through his Surah that he shouldn't want to have in Yanim Chumrim. That there should be no desire in the animal soul for crass items. You see, once you pile on someone that you shouldn't want it anymore, there's no force involved. You've essentially educated him to change his mind and change his values. But here we're talking about where there's actually the Nefesh Abama is in full force. And the Nefesh Lekis is imposing itself and basically saying no. Now what's this Aveda? I'm not really sure which Aveda this is. It sounds like it's the Aveda Hamalchus goes into Biyah. In other words, what Yaakov is doing was he's taking an Evan. As it is an Evan in Biyah, not in Atzilus. So in Biyah, in other words, what's, it's, it's, it's in the domain not of Elokus, of the Divine. It's in the domain of Biyah, which is already a Nifrid. And that's where he makes a Matseva. 
It seems to me. Let's see where he goes with this. I'm just saying, because he says, Gam Yashlema, we can also say, Shazayin Mitzvah Maisius, Pelishim Kavana Varatsam Primi. We could also say this is Mitzvah Maisius, actual actions, where you just do a Mitzvah without intention and inner desire. Just actually doing it, performing the mitzvah. So now he's going to explain what the nekud is. Maybe also the word maisius is in the lashim that's and then we force. It's forcing himself to do it. The yeah, fine, but, but yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems that he's talking here how malchus is mispashit and biyah. Okay, let's see where he goes with this, because again, it's brief, very short. I just want to say, yeah, okay. Gam yeshleme, we could also say, Shazayinye mitzvah maisiz blishim kvano kevano. Be'inyan, ha'nekudi yeshleme, what's the nekuda? Because remember, it all is beginning with a nekuda, with a stone, one stone, that we said was a point. He said before, it's nekuda samachos. There's nothing there. The minister state, no kalim, and you're going to build it up. So he's going to say, nekudi yeshazel, b'chinus nekuda salev, this is the point in the heart, the kudus alev, the like the pintala, the spark in the heart, the point, the spark in the heart. Pchinis knesis israel, k'meshi pchinis katnus. The next one, knesis israel is just an expression usually used in Kabbalah on malchus. It really means knesis israel. Literally means the community of Israel, or the gathering of knesset, the gathering, the the the, the, the like. But it's a word used whenever you say, for example, you'll say Zohar um, Malchus. You'll say Yichud Kuchabricha Veshkinta will sometimes be Kuchabricha Veknesis Yisrael. So it's a word from Malchus in context of souls. Just mentioning Kuchabricha Veknesis Yisrael. Kameshi Bchinis Katnus, but instead of Katnus, that's the Nikud. In other words, as we spoke earlier, the, immature, the immaturity of Malchus is Malchus is like the birth of the moon, it's the beginning, the early stages. What is an Aveda? An Aveda. It's a stage where it's not yet developed into a full-blown entity. It's just a kernel. It's just a, uh, a seed. It has, like you said, Kesar Malchus. That was the Nekudah. It has all the power in it. But it's all not revealed. So Navedi is saying, this is Nekudah Salev. In other words, that's why it's this Aveda, that Aveda, in other words, that the Nefesh is, is not developed yet. It's not like a mature Aveda. It's now just like you tell a child. This is what you do. Seemingly, that's where he's going. Faith alone. Even though faith has in it a strong intensity. Like it says, the nation believed. The nation believed. Because of their faith, our, our, our forefathers. Our ancestors were redeemed from, from redeemed, referring to the Amunah that they had when they went out of Mitzrayim with Egypt. So it's very strong. You see how powerful it is. That, that, that alone, that merit alone, without anything else, without any called primis de kaved of their mind and hearts and so on, they were redeemed. Nevertheless, there's no Zgalaser. There's no revealed light. When you see someone does something, pure faith, pure faith does not have any revealed element to it. It's, you do it. You believe. Like we says in Tereh, the Maim of Zohar of Amalek, meaning. Because there's probably, there's other Zohars. There's Zohar Yemeshabas, the Zohar of Amalek. When you begin to expand, the expansion of Das, 
which means a person becomes a badass, not just a pure, just plain, plain faith, but a chavis adas, a vedas Hashem, where he's doing it with a expansion of 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 uh, of, of uh, what do I say? Application. He applies himself to it. And he puts his mind to it, and he's a chuvah sadas, a broad word. It means just a basically a doing something with thought through, doing some deliberate. Uh, it's it's not just full yeah full commitment, com- uh, intimate, intimately connected to it. Zewa komas hamalchus. That's how komas hamalchus. As we said, that's taking malchus the nekuda and making them matzeva. It's the uplifting and the growth and the building of malchus. For who inyan hagu'ula. Aha. So the amuna is the cause, and the, and and then that that is the geula. The geula is when you already when you build malchus up, not just that you have amuna. I guess he's referring to nigla avisenu. The b'schus amuna niglu, that b'schus amuna they come to niglu. He's giving like seemingly a deeper interpretation of that. In other words, not just they got redeemed technically. It means b'schus amuna, b'schus the nekuda. There was the hakama. Like they, they they were lifted up, which is something like like so like a sukkah sukkah sanai fellas. It's also the suicide, it's the expansion of the last, no? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't say details. Again, very dense here, very short. But you can understand the nukudik. So, in other words, in other words, let's see here. And this comes with a greater power, as you said earlier. So in order to make a kumasamalz, you need a greater power, like the king's simcha, the joy that overflows, and. Um, it overflows and therefore reaches deeper in and expresses in deeper. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. You could also say, now he's going to the second the second interpretation, because he's saying, remember before he said, by Malchus and Biyah. Not just Malchus and so he said the words, really say, just two Madregas, he said, right? Second Madriga is how it's slapshus kechapel benifel. End of the chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now he's going to that interpretation. You know, he's basically interpreting this whole last chapter in Aveda now. You could also say the slapshus aores amalchus because kechapel benifel. Malchus manifestation in the kechapel benifel as the power of the craftsman in the craft, or the power of the doer in the in the in the product. Halizabchin is helen vehester sheena lekus nidavinigla. It's in the form of concealment and cover-up, and covered up, where the divine is not in any way obvious or revealed. In other words, this is not just that from the concealment of the divine energy, like we discussed earlier, the diminishing of the moon. If you recall, it says that... Um, at the bottom of the page, Rashid Bays. Let me just review what he said. Yeah, yes, So what do he say there? The is when Hashem tells God tells the moon diminishes up because in order to go and to give life into Biyah, the, the moon has to diminish up. So he's saying not just that diminishment. In other words, there's two concealments here. There's one concealment which is where Atzilus has to go into Biyah, like a teacher has to go to a lower student. So there has to be a diminishing. Now he's saying, no, another dimension. He's talking about the garments of Biyah, going back to Levushim now. Remember, even though he's, he's, he's seemingly gone, not directly connected, but it's all a discussion, in, and I'll connect it in a moment. I'll sum it all up in a minute. 
It's, we're also talking about the concealment of levushim of biyah. So let's again clarify this. When oyer, when energy manifests in containers, there's a concealment going on, but it's a, primarily a revelation. Because what are kalim? Kalim are words. So when a teacher uses words, there has to be a certain element of distilling and channeling. So he's concealing something, but it's primarily a, a revealing. It's a, it's a revealing agent. That's what it primarily is. And we spoke earlier, kalim to to eris. And the contrary, without the kalim, the eris would remain completely concealed. The levushim has a different role. We spoke levushim are their primary thing is concealment, and the revelation is less. Like for example, when you wear clothing, for outer clothing. The body and the faculties are revelatory forces. They're not meant to conceal, they're meant to reveal. They don't reveal everything of the soul, but what they reveal, they reveal. As we spoke, chachma, bina, so on, das. When it comes to levushim, when you wear garments, you wear them either because it's cold, or for other people. When a person is in its purest form, like Adam Achav and Gan Eden, there's no need for garments. When you're with yourself, there's no need for it. So clearly it's a concealer. Yet there's a levushim that still reveals something. The question is how much? But now, in Levushim, we also learn that there's levels of Levushim. There's a Levush that is, is like letters. Okay, fine, a teacher is using words. But then he starts using metaphors. And he uses metaphors and riddles. Now the words are becoming disorganized. So in words itself, there's two levels. And that too, we learned there were two levels. There's words as they're engraved letters, disorganized. That's the Pasha before Atsilis. The Pasha after Atsilis, between Atsilis and is disorganized letters, but also like written letters, so it's of a different... Of the, in other words, examples from completely different paradigm. So you just see here, it's basically levels of concealment, and they all exist in the transmission from a teacher to a student. So, and then, of course, there's Lavan, who, who takes the garments and turns them into cloaks, and, and, and basically trying to create completely nothing to get in, or almost nothing, almost no energy to, to emerge. You know, complete garbled. The Gal. So, so he's going back now, he's saying, Biyah, the Levushim of Biyah. We're not talking now how... The, the, the Malchus is diminished in order to go into Biyah, into, a, into that lower world, but we're talking about the Levushim of Biyah themselves. Okay. Why, why do we say Levushim, though, are such concealment when we have an Indian of the Levushim of the Kohanim, the Levushim of the Kohanim, the Gold, where it's like one of the problems is that they were lacking a Levush, then their services is, is nullified or, or whatever. It's, there it would seem like the Vushim of the Melech, the Vushim of the Kohen Gadol, is a, something that is necessary and actually amplifies their... So, that, so that's why I said their levels. When Chassidus discusses this, it discusses exactly. Yavir Levush Malchus is a very fu- fundamental Maimur in Torah Eir. It's on the Megillah. So Levush Malchus, in that case, is the Levushim that are a positive Levushim. Remember, as I said, the Parsa, for example, the Levush before Atzilis, is a very powerful one. So levushim, it all comes down to levushim. Even if it's a concealer, there's a, there's a concealment of gedusha too. Not every concealment is bad; they're negative. A melech, for example, when he wants to express himself, he needs to speak. Machshava dibra ma'isar levushim. You have to remember. So there's a very important role. As a matter of fact, in some places we'll even learn that the levush has a source, a root that's higher than theirs and kalim, because to conceal requires. So it all depends. In the Maimorim where it talks about big day kodesh, actually some of that is based. Some of the ideas we're going to learn here. He's going to mention it. The big dekadish. The big dekahuna is a whole thing. They, there it's talking about Levushim where the goal is to express through the Levushim the higher energies. This is a similar to there. Yaakov is going into Biyah with his Levushim and that's Kharan. And that's where he's elevating the stone and turning it into a Matseva. So Levushim is not, Levushim is not synonymous with negative. 
levushim are concealment. it's concealment, but it's like like in other words, it's simtum eris kalim levushim. Actually, there's four expressions. There's the expressions eris kalim levushim and hechalus. It's it's basically tools, and and the levushim, however, have the potential also to be yes. like any concealment. Yeah, but he spoke at length. Compared to the faculties, they're a concealer. Compared to the faculties, they're concealing. Because you can change them all the time. You can change the machshav. You can't change your faculties. There's a whole there's a whole section on it. It's all relative. It's all relative. But by thinking that, it can affect our faculties too. It can bring in new thoughts. It can refine our... So there's a whole chapter. I refer you to a chapter that talks specifically about this. I see. What chapter? Kufay, 105. Okay, I just want to add one thing since already I'm on it. This also, I realized immediately, Evan Hazais, Evan Saper, stone. So basically, Yaakov is taking an inanimate stone from Biyad that's completely separate and turning it into Evan Saper. Into a, now, I, I did a little more research on the Saper. It's Samach Sadik brings. No. Go that way. Um, go that way. Uh, yes, a sapir um, is not a sapphire. Someone said it brings Evan Sapir. It also, it's so strange. It also says the Luchas were Evan Sampirin, which is uh, uh, so. Someone said it brings from the Radak. He says that sapir is a white stone, and he says clearly, crystal, or diamond, or diamond. And then he says that Evan Ezra interprets sapir. As a, a Evan Aduma, a redstone, yeah. and he says the difference is Yashlem and the difference in the Kalim of Malchus where Gvura dominates, so it's red, and the Kalim of Zah where Chesed dominates, it's white. So, so right there, so I think I'm, I'm going to write something about this. It's not sapphire stone. I would not translate Evan. I, I translate, keep translating sapphire. It's not correct. It's it's definitely a an illuminating stone. But it seems to me that it's not an illuminating like, like let's say, the Toyotasalateva, the stone that just gives off light. This stone clearly is a transparent channel of the light that goes through it. So I looked it up a bit. The diamonds and actually these clear stones, these crystal stones, they don't have their own light. They just refra- the light gets refracts through them in a way that makes them more brilliant. So it's a brilliance not from the stone. It's a brilliance of the light, but the stone. But here, I don't think it's here. The kalim, I think, more transparent is the right word, not. Because the kalim are not adding, but maybe he means it also refers to that they add something. Because when you have containers, it draws out more energy. Anyway. How would we understand the red stone, though, according to that? No, it says malchus. Malchus is gvura dominate. So red would mean it has a red tint. That's yeah, what it means. It's still revealing. It's a red shade, a red tint, yeah. Anyway, I'm just mentioning it because I think Evan Azais, when we say this stone, Evan Azais is that he's taken the avonim of the world, which is pirud, many, from them, he's turning it into heaven, turning in Malchus into a Matseva, into Beis Alekim. So you literally have the whole work of him taking from the world of all the way from the concealments in Levushim all the way back to heaven. And of course, going through Mispur and Sipur as well. Okay, so let's continue. So now he's talking about the second interpretation. So he says. How, what is the Aveda? The Nakuda in in Bia. So now we're talking not concealment just from the 
the regular concealment of Malchus going into Biyah, we're talking a concealment that is added on by the Levushim and the garments of Biyah, as I just explained at length. He's giving an example, like in the Elamatach, this lowest of worlds. He's talking here generally Biyah. I should qualify and say, when we speak Biyah and Atzillus, you know, when he speaks Davede, it sounds much more he's talking about Asiyah, Gashmis, and Chumris. Because remember, Biyah compared to Atzillus is a general term for creation already as it manifests that's not divinely connected and united. So, um, what do we have here? Should be on. Is it on? Yeah. yeah. Oh. What happened? What? Oh, that's it. Okay. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, change it. Fine. So, so now he's talking. So, like we've seen the Ilam Atachn. She'ena leki elakus need of a nigla klal. That the, the, the divine revelation, the divine divinity is not at all revealed, it's obvious or revealed at all. Even though in everything there's a divine uh, light, and, uh, light and energy, it's completely concealed. My sadav, we see this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Completely concealed. He's talking in general, even before mitzvah, he's just talking in general. That's because of the dominance and the overpowerment, the overwhelming power of the yesh, of the, let's call it the self, the ego, self-containment of this lowest of worlds. What's, what's in the nefesh? In the nefesh? Who stops us? Abamis is the manifestation, the enclosement of the divine soul and the animal soul. Bechinus Hester. In a form of concealment. Because the faculties of the animal souls dominate. And they conceal and cover on the divine soul. And when it's in that type of situation, the souls of, the souls of Israel are called Esther. Esther from the word hastir, covering. Hastir, hastir is ponai. So what's, let me just sum up what we're talking about. So he's talking now, remember there were the two interpretations. Malchus and Atzillus is in a diminished state. So we spoke that Veda, that was already discussed earlier in this chapter. It's a diminished state. What is that? That's when the Nefesh Abamis is at full strength and you impose. It, you impose. And there's no Kavana Primis. He said that's like the Amunah. That's not yet uh, it's still only at a point. It's not yet developed and matured. And Akomas HaMalchus is the Chovas Adas in Aveda. And now he's speaking how Malchus is in Biyah. So here, it's in a state of additional concealments because of the garments. And the example is, like, like in this world, nothing is revealed. Now he's explaining in the Nefesh that this is in a situation where the, the animal soul dominates. Basically, this is a level that we're all at. So this is easy to, you don't need the explanation. Just think of where you're at, you know, Esther. As it's known, that sometimes Knesset Yisrael, you see again, the Knesset Yisrael. It's a reference to Malchus, it's basically, uh, Gemara even says the Lashon, the Shamas are Knesset Yisrael. Knesset is a Tash congregation, 
Yeah, what did I say before? I said, uh, yeah, congregation or community. Yeah. Here, Knesset, the word in Tanya says Knesset means Knesset. It, uh, yeah, like it's, it's Knesset, it gathers together and draws in. Yeah. Okay. So, that's Knesset Yisrael. So sometimes they're called Rachel, sometimes Esther. I just want to say, Knesset Yisrael is a general name. Like the Gemara says, uh, I think in the Desire, where it says, that's even uh, that even um Elam have but it says actually Shabaguf. So it says Okay, now I'm confusing it with something else. Now bottom line is it solves this category like that. Of of when you speak about all the Nishamas, like basically with their root. Yeah, yeah. She says sometimes they're called Rachel, sometimes Esther. When there's a revelation of the energy of the soul, should attain a and his desire is to be encompassed in the infinite divine light. Then its root and source is called Rachel, because Rachel refers to revelations, a revelatory. Right. So there, Karachal is, is um, referring to, um, or Rachel is referring to Rachel, actual Rachel? No, it's referring to the, 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 the uh, like a, like um, like a Eder, like a. Hmm? So what's the Taichin Alama in, in Pashta Pash? Right? Before now she's quiet. Before. Okay, Karachal if Nalama. She's quiet before the sharing. Okay. What's the Piddush Nalama? The Piddush of quiet, the silence will lotion shtika. The word's quiet, silence. So in a it's the level of bitl. Right, Savara Lishkita. Like a kazan when you're when you're shechting, when you're uh, slaughtering, when you're when you're um um, shechting. How would you translate shechting? That's a lot of, um, yeah, a a a sheep, huh? Shepeshet is sevara that you first um, you have to uh, like uncover. You have to um, like un you uh, peel off. What's the word? When, when you take off like the no, stretches out its neck. Stretches out its neck. Stretches out. Not not talking about. That's the word Pashatis, in other words. So you're talking about the, what is the level of all these expressions? Why is a sheep go with such silence? And it stretches out its, its neck. In other words, it's like accepting Kabbalah sale. It's because you're talking about a level that's a revealed level. It doesn't have to be forced. It's state, in a state of bitl, quiet silence. And it stretches out. He says the Taichas is stretching out. Savora, that's Rotsen. Savora is Rotsen and Peshet is Poshet. Rotsen Poshet. So it's a, um, basically the simple desire. No. Detaching it like that. Maybe just bring it right and it's at the beetle. It sounds to me like that. Rotsen Poshet, Peshet is, that's what I think. Maybe not. Maybe not, it doesn't matter. It could be also. Yeah, it just seems so. Right, because the word Poshet is like 
And Savora sometimes says, that's why I confused it with say Savora is also sometimes, I think, explained with Rots. I'm not, I have to look it up. The same is with every one of Israel. That his desire should be libatl, to be nullified, or subsumed, or sublimated. In the divine energy, is an expression used like you know one like in something like in Kagavna. where one meets one, so to speak. Confused. Yeah. The fusion of the move 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 the bottle. To move one into one. So all this is the level of Rachel, in the state of Rachel. And as long, and all the time, as long, as is this, in this state of revelation, and Islavus, and passion, the Neshamas are called the state of Rachel. Now goes to Esther. But in a time, at a time when it's not in a revealed way, then, then it's called Esther. As I said, the word Esther from the word Hester. And even though this desire exists in every one of Israel, nevertheless, it's covered up and concealed. And this concealment comes from the animal soul. Like it says, like the rose between the, among the thorns. In other words, we're talking, remember Esther Nikra Shashana. Esther Shashana is the same name. And Shashana, what's a Shashana? Like it also says by Rachel, Shashana. So Rachel, when she's when she's between the thorns, means when she's in the, in the clutches or surrounded by Amenim or Mastirim. The thorns are referring to the things that block and conceal. They conceal the flower, the, the, flower, the rose. Then, when Rachel was taken away from Lovin's house, uh, right then, you have actually Shashan, yeah, then is Rachel that's more Begili Avedis. So Rachel now is like connected to Yaakov here. Because remember, he went to Sicharon to meet Rachel. So, bottom line is, what do we have here? That's uh, What are all these thorns? These thorns are all the matters of the world. Umaisa Elam Hazah. And the activities and the actions and the and, and the, the, the goings on in this material world, hanasim bechol lev nefesh, that are happening inside every heart and soul. The bemis sarachli, the bemis sarachli magashim level of. Aha, that's what he's saying. Okay, let me explain what this means. He's saying this is all the matters of the world and all the things we're preoccupied with in our heart and soul. That's the thorns. So every soul is connected. Every soul has the power of this desire that he's talking about. But on its own, it's in the form of nekudah. That's what he's saying. This is how Malchus is in Biyah, speaking the Aved of it. Malchus is trapped in Biyah. It's like, the thorn, it's like a rose among thorns. So there's Malchus, how it's Rachel. That's when Malchus is revealed, the Aved is revealed. And that's how Malchus is, I guess, in the Atzilus. Or at least revealed its connection. And that's when, that's when they said that's when like the sheep is the bittle and so on, and you feel the open desire, the revealed desire. But the rest of the time is in the state of Esther. The malchus, the, the the rose, the flower, is concealed among the thorns, and the thorns are the things that keep that preoccupy. 
and uh, and uh, consume our hearts and our souls, which is all of us. And he's going to explain because the MS, the way we're supposed to do physical things, is supposed to be belay level of. The way we're supposed to be involved in this world is called belay level of, without a heart and with and a heart. I'll explain in a minute. Let's see how he says it here, and I'll explain what this means. In everything you do, the way it's healthy should be, that should be intention, a divine intention. You're not just doing it for self-preservation. You're doing it for a higher purpose. And even though we must have this gashmi, we are, we are um, compelled to be drawn to this gashmi. We need to eat. We need to sleep. We need to survive. We need shelter. We need clothing. Nevertheless, just because you need it doesn't mean you have to have a a, a taiva, a lust, and a desire for it, a physical and crass desire. What you have to look at is, okay, I need this. I have to find the point of how this is, how am I supposed to receive the divine energy from in this when I get the from, from the right, exactly. To get the nourishment from the sparks within. Same thing in business. It has to be with intention for the sake of heaven. What does that mean? Why are you working? You're working in order to be able to to exert yourself in study of Tehra Lekai Mitzvah and to do Mitzvah. And I have to know that the primary thing, like we learned earlier, is the blessing of God is that gives you wealth. Not your effort. Therefore he won't be troubled, he won't be concerned and, 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 and anxious. That much. In his work, in a way that it shouldn't be a an obstacle and a uh, resistance to davening, to daven in time, or and to studying at least one chapter a day in the morning, one chapter in the evening, which is like the minimum. So, in other words, that's the way it's supposed to be. He's explaining how it's supposed to be. So summing up, he's supposed to be a lay level level. It means you're supposed to be there, but not with your complete heart. Because the main point is this is only a keli, first of all, to give you life. And second of all, it should be for you to be able to serve God. Basically, this, this part doesn't need so much explanation, right? Okay. But it's, this is basically malchus in biyas. Everything we learned from the ma'er de'er and all the kabbalah before, this is what it spells out. That's where that's that's in the engine room. We learned it. Now we're learning it in uh, in real life. In the engine room is this malchus that's an akuda. It's like the moon. It has all the power, but it's just it's barely it's it's all, it's it's invisible. It's just being born. Okay. Now it's not this. That's the way it should be. That's the emes sarachlius. But now here's with the that now the the the, the flower. The rose gets trapped in the thorns. Now we're going to the thorns. What are the thorns of our lives? <laughs> but when you do the physical things with your entire heart and soul, 
Then they're called thrones. Then they're called thrones. Hamastirim. And they're concealed bechinazu milizgalis. They conceal this level of the of the malchus of Knesset Yisrael, the level that inside is there alive, but it's they conceal it from from being revealed. So this is Ratzin, the desire of every soul to connect to the divine is concealed among these thorns. Let me just explain this a bit. Uh, I mean, even though it's, I think, self-explanatory, but just may help a little. Let me say the following. What Belay Lev Lev is. You know, a few examples. Uh, there's the story of um, Kusya Lepler, I think it was. Was it him? No, no. Where um, he used to make his uh, calculations. Kletzky, you're right. Kletzky, sorry. So he would make his, he was a businessman, and he'd make his calculations and he would uh, write, you know, let's say January, Tishrei, profit, loss, income, expense, Cheshvan, income, expense, and calculated all, then he came to the bottom, the total, he would write, there's nothing but God. So the Rebbe asked the question, if he's so consumed with God, then he should write it on every line. Why, what, how does he have the presence of mind to calculate? So the answer is, the answer is because he wouldn't be a businessman, then he belongs in the kill, which isn't always a compliment. Um, meaning, he has to, you have to do asik masa matan bamuna. You have to do your business faithfully. You can't be a battle. You have to be ethical. You have to you have people you have to deal with. You have to give them chesbenus, accountability, etc. But when you, that's the that. But when you the sum total, when it comes to the sachakal, what's the purpose of it all? Is eneid milvade. In other words, there's a, com, a paradox going on here, because it seems much easier, either your presence of God all the time, or you're in business. And some people create that compartmentalization, to have both. To be in business faithfully and do it on the terms of business and then know what the real kavan is is really asking a person to really be in two places at once. That means belay lev lev. That means belay lev lev. Belay lev, not with a heart, but with a heart. And then some of it is there. Well, like the story with the Rebbe Rashab where that chassid was a big chassid and once was a, a top student and later went to business and became a galoshes manufacturer. Made a lot of money because in Russia... The roads were not paved, so Galasha saved a lot of shoes. I think that in America wasn't even paved. Okay, but this happened in Russia. And um, and then Rabbi Rashab met him and he said, feet in Galasha as I've seen. I've never seen a head in Galasha's. Meaning his whole body, his whole being, his whole soul, his whole, his whole love and nefesh was in the Galasha's, in the business. You ever said this for bringing? Many times. Cup in yeah. And the point, however, is now is your feet should be in Galoshes. You have to have your feet firmly planted on the ground, but your head, especially the top part of your head, save for Shammai. In the, you know, the feet firmly planted on the ground, as they say, and your head in the clouds. You know, there are people who their feet are under clouds, and the people who their head is in, in the Galoshes. Yeah. A lot of explanations. This also explains Yosef, the big Chiddush of Yosef, the Gabba, the Ovis, even though he's talking about Yaakov here. Is that all the others chose to be shepherds? Why? There's a reason why. Because sheep are very docile, like he said, they're very, they're very easy to tend to, and they could spend time meditating and davening and learning in the meadows. 
They weren't didn't want to be involved in Wall Street. They didn't want to be involved in the hardcore marketplace. The first one that was thrust into a place. He also began as a shepherd, Yosef, but against his will, he was thrust into slavery and then ended up being by Petifer. It says there the Targum says he was the first Jewish accountant basically. And then on the account he became the viceroy, began ran the whole grain industry, which turned Egypt into a superpower. So you can imagine what he was involved in. And yet the Khidish is that even though Yesuf Avram Yitzhak Yankiv are Chesed Gvura Teferis of Atsilis. Yesuf is Malchus as it goes into Biyah, the child of Rachel. And even though he was in Biyah, worse than Biyah, Ervis Aretz, the lowest of the low, the most decadent society, he maintains his integrity. So in other words, he was in the world of business and he did not become part of it. He stayed above it. And it's explained this from the Seder Hayyim. It's a Sefer. From the, the Rishenim, I believe, where he writes, explains why does the Gemara say, A person should be especially careful with Mincha, because Elio was answered by when Elio prayed, when was he answered? During that time. So the Seyyid brings this question why? Shachris is a far longer prayer, Mairiv, and you have. Shema and both of them. Mincha seemingly, I mean, there's no thing as less, but it's the shortest. Why is this special? So it says, he explains, because it's the middle of the day. Precisely. Shachar is before you go to work. Meir Meir at the end of the day. That's how it used to be. Um, today too for many, depending what time of the year. But Mincha, in the middle of the day, while you're immersed in Biyah, in the marketplace, where you're doing Masa Mat Nabuna, he says you have to do it. You're, you're part of it. You still maintain, you're able to tear yourself away. And Davin, that's, that has a power to it that the other Tfilis prayers don't. I remember when the run of the times the Rebbe spoke to Machin Yisrael, development, it's one of the things, a very interesting thing he said, which a few businessmen told me who were there, that it really helped them. He, gave, he used to give advice, by the way, business advice. But not business as in what to invest in, you know, psychological advice. So one of the things the Rebbe said that many people think that, you know, if you're a consumer of the business, you have to be in it all the time. And nothing else should be going on. Total focus. The Rebbe said, total focus doesn't mean you have to do something 24 hours. Total focus means that when you're doing it, you do it completely. And he gave it, so therefore, if you're able to take yourself in the middle of the day, or you have a share in the morning and so on, it's not you're doing that for your Jewish obligation. That creates focus. Because it means you have a focus in your life. So when you go back to work, you'll have even more focus in the things you're doing. That was the Rebbe's uh, his advice. In other words, the idea is to have your priorities in place. And when you focus there, it helps focus other areas. It was an interesting insight there. But anyway, going back to this, so he's talking how it's supposed to be. Chechim, the, the thorns, is when the, the rose is trapped. You said Yosef was Malchus, but I thought Yosef was Yisod. Yisod, that, that when it goes, he began as Yisod, then he goes into Mitzrayim. That's when Yisod goes into Malchus and then into Biyah. That to be precise. Um, okay, so so now let's continue here. So this is all an example. This is all Naveda is talking now. How the Nakuda? We spoke about the Nakuda of Ma'ira'er, Matseva Akomas Malchus. So Malchus begins as a Nakuda. This is what it is in Nakuda. Nakuda means it's trapped. It's the stone before it becomes a Matseva, before it becomes a monument. And this is what this is what it says in the Geras Hakadosh. 
Tanya that is. Fourth section of Tanya. Dalad, Simon Dalad, the fourth section, the Mepneshi Hilbish begins Pinimis Nukudis Levavi Bizelu Umaze, sorry. Because he he enclosed the Pinimis, the inner Nukudis Levavi point of his heart, Bizelu Umaze, because there talks about how there's the two sides, Zelu Umaze Asalakim. So that's the orla, the the covering, the layer, literally foreskin that covers on the bris. But naveda, it refers to a blockage, basically, a like uh, that the channel is blocked. Yeah. Yes, Lamer, a Kavana. So the Alter, the Rebbe Rashab says, what is, we could say the Kavana on this, Almasha Kosta, but Tayre, Pasha Sisa, Das Mele Tachas Lereshi. He doesn't say what. I have to look inside there. The, the Kavana here is what it says in Tayre, Pasha Sisa, the Mamma Smele Tachas Lereshi. I'll look it up and I'll keep you posted. When the Kuda Haprimi Shebelev. Yeah, I'm just reading how, how to read this. So the Allah is Mechasa Sabris. Vanakuda. One second. Okay, I have to look in Titan. Is there a Tanya here available? Let me look in there. What's the difference? Oh, okay, fine. It doesn't matter. At this point, it's all the same thing. Let's see exactly what he says so we can understand it. I should have looked it up. Okay. Okay, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. So basically it goes like this. Um, there he talks about, uh, he uses the uh, Mila and Arla as an example, but before that he goes into the whole thing with the Lev. There's the Primis Alev, the inner part of the Lev has, of course, a desire for the divine. Then as it manifests, the other side, where it comes into Nefesh Abamis, it's obviously concealed, and there's a battle going on. You have to have the Mila, you have to maltem to to circumcise, so to speak, to remove the block that conceals your heart, that locks up, that tra- blocks your heart, and that is revealing that. So that's, he's using Lashen, it's just very brief. So he says, Mepanesha Hilbish, because of love, you need the Nekudah Primish love to um, be revealed. That's what he's saying. And look what it says. Look at the the That's Vesham. Again, this is brief. Just bring the sources. Vesham and look at the tater, That is says the slapshus vehestur b'kadeshai dezeh yir birra nefesh abamis. That the mislapshus, 
this the garment the in clothing they said that the the concealment is in order that there should be the refinement of the animal soul the kumoikenu inyan go back to parentheses the kumoikenu inyan is lapsus amalchus mashmastateres bebia why they naked the bia and the same thing is what we're talking about here that that malchus manif is clothed and manifests what does that mean? Means, I'm sorry, the point can in The same thing is with the enclothing of Malchus. Remember, we said here, we're not just talking about how Malchus gets diminished as it goes into Biyah. We're talking about the garments of Biyah that conceal of, 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 on it. What is that? What it gets concealed in Biyah is through Nega de Biyah. Nega is the layers. Like the Nega, the layers. Nega is Klippus um, Nega. Um, it literally means a light, but it's it's not a it's not a revealed light. It's a uh, it's a very distorted light. Nega, you know, nega. You also say nega uh, means a reflection, a glow. But this is talking about a glow that is um, concealed through the la- through the layers of the levushim. Huh? It looks like it. Yeah, that's more or less the thorns. These gabbes hayeshu sumenega. Parentheses within the parentheses, and the overpowering the powering overpowerment of yeshus. The overpowerment of self is from Nega. Nega is again is a clipper that covers up. No, 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 no. Then it goes. Now he finishes. And the intention in this of Malchus going into these garments is in order for it to be refined. And this is through the prayer. This is what he says in Tanya. This is through the prayer with the flaming fires. And the thirst and the heart's cry. Okay. So before we go to the next parentheses, basically, it's all explained in the Kuda. This is all in Aveda, the Nekuda, meaning the stone, before Yaakov does anything with it. Before he turns it into Matzeva, rather. So now another parenthesis. He's saying where he took it from. What was discussed earlier is from the Maimer Vitesef Esther. Remember, Esther is that level. It's explained there. It's explained there that the concealment is on the inner dimension of the heart. And it's also, it's giving us a little uh, inner, uh, uh, it's also apparent that that's the intention in the Maimer, in the Bamid Sinai Maimer, they said on line three. Obviously to appreciate this, you've got to learn it inside. But I'll just read it here for now. And the refinement, and the refinement, okay. So there he's saying all this is taken from Maimer and Esther that the concealment is on the inner dimension of the heart. He's going to qualify this because he wants to make it more relevant to the way we're discussing it in this Maimer here. And how do you reveal it? The beauty of the refinement is through the Rishpeesh, is through the flaming fires of the of the Nisham, of the soul. Vitsaikas and the cry of the heart, Bitfila, in prayer, Shuiyinat Shuva. So that's Shuva. Yeshlema, we can say. That this bitter, when you do this bitter through the fire, the passion of the soul and the cry of the heart, that 
is in order to separate the evil. To the extent that the good should be to elevate not So let, let, let's explain this. this. The rose, or let's put it this way, the soul in each of us, talking about people like ourselves, is trapped. Trapped among thorns. What are the thorns? The thorns are, are constant cons- being consumed with Elam Haza. Everyone in their own way. Whether it's overconsumption with the business, whether it's your own personal tithes, whatever it may be. So you have here an Hashem that's trapped. The goal, obviously, is to free it. How do you free it? Through through some type of deep thirst or passion to the divine. By Baal that comes from a big lack. When you're really lacking something, it causes a... a uh, what's it called? A, um, a backlash effect. For the rest of us, it doesn't say here the Eitzah. Everyone has to work on it in their own way. But the only real solution is you can't just... Um, when you consume with this world, it's not just easy to free yourself. You need something powerful to schlep you out of it, because it's it's a very powerful, seductive force. So he's saying, when a person cries out, well, first, when a person has passion and cries out, what is that doing? It's separating because it's trapped. Think of it like uh, someone's held hostage, and someone's holding on. There's a prison here. How do you schlep someone out of prison? You can't just go and say, okay, hey, let's go. They're trapped there. Psychologically, they're trapped. Talk about being trapped in Golis, our Golis mentality. So you need something to jolt you out of there. You need like a real shock treatment, so to speak. That's what he's saying. So with this beard, what it does is, why do you need to cry? Why can't you just say, you know what, okay, I'm going to start being, being focused more where I should be focused. Because you're trapped there. And anything that's deeply embedded needs a lot of power to schlep it out. And when it does, that's what he says. It's that you separate by, by you separate the negative, to the point that the good can go to Atsilis. You know, think of it like, um, and I'm going to use a strong example. I deal with this, unfortunately. You deal with people who become addicts, drug addicts, alcohol, alcohol other addictions. And many people, I would say most, but many for sure, have very good qualities. But they're now trapped in the wrong place. They're being used in the wrong place. They're completely consumed with things that are destructive. So what do you do? So it's not such a simple process. I'm not going through the whole therapy of it. Obviously, there's a lot to do. But the goal is, whatever it is that you do, you want to get, what do you want to do? You don't want to destroy them. You want to free the positive energies that if you could harness them towards something that's equally passionate in the good, they won't have to direct it there. It's like, let's say a person's drinking poison because they think they're thirsty. So here, take a drink, just as good as the poison, maybe better. And then, and, and I'm not telling you not to drink. You know, you see a lot of times that's what happens. So it's about harnessing, but there's two steps in the process. First, you have to free the... Redirecting the energy. Exactly. That's cool, yeah. And you have to rechannel and harness. What that means is first you have to obviously split it apart because a person is consumed with that, you have to be somewhere that you break it apart. That requires, usually he's hitting rock bottom or like he says, you're at psycho, you need something to jolt them out of there. It usually happens when people really, they come to a point of like, you know, they can't go worse. So that like shakes people up. Because they see how bad it could be. But there's other ways as well. I'm just using an example. Obviously, the Rebbe Hashab is using his much more subtle level here. But the point is that Yeshlem Shizehu, this Tzaykas Halev, what it does is Lahafrit. You separate. So, like, you know, I, I slept you out of prison, but it doesn't mean the guy's not going back in a moment later. So that's what you need. Acha Tev Then you take the good and you elevate it into Atsilis. I'm just explaining this in, in simpler ACs, what he means. So, Biyah. Is a place of the garments, one second, traps it all like in the hostage part, the, the thorns, 
and he wanted the, 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 the flower to be redeemed and freed and be elevated back to Atsilus. That's what he's saying here. What? This is the Hakora, the Nefesh I don't know why you're saying that. I don't know what you mean by that. As opposed to? As opposed to the Nefesh we thought we spoke different about different ideas of Nefesh of the Kis, which makes the Nefesh Bahamis, and the Bahamis has recognition that it gets lost by itself. Oh, you mean by comparing it to what we discussed? I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. Here, it sounds to me like more... It doesn't say here how the person gets to this. It just says, he says he comes to Rishbe's cycle of... I'm saying it doesn't say who provoked him. I gave the example of rock bottom. That's not, yeah, but that example, not necessarily... That was just an example. It doesn't mean that's the only way. It could be other ways as well. Whatever it could also be comes as Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Person has this, huh? And look there in the beer, meaning the beer, I guess, in the Kutetera by Midbar. Look, if you look in those Maimorim, clearly the Rebbe Rashab is doing, is taking Maimorim that he is explaining them and uh, connecting them all. And the truth is, all the every chapter is really this is what's happening, except he doesn't always tell you his sources. Okay, Okay. Now this is why he wrote this parentheses. Because according to above, it seems that, you see, remember this has to all stim, has to all be consistent with what we learned earlier. What we learned earlier that the Nukuda, the Evan, is both in Malchus and it goes into Biyah. And we learned in Biyah itself there's two levels, if you remember. Remember it says, Mr. Teres Biyah? No, that was the first level. It was the two levels. Right. So um, I, my understanding is probably explaining all those levels here. So right now, according to this, my modem, as he said, that he said, that's Primius Halev. What about Chatsenius Halev? What about the outer dimension of the heart? So he says now, the same thing, um, however, this is also true. Not just as he said in that mime of a taste of Esther, primi salav. This is also true in Chetzeni Salav, in Aved. Shemestateres benef shabamis, that it gets concealed in the animal soul. Shehulet tzedech habir, that it is in order for there to be the refinement through the work, through divine comprehension, and the awakening of love and awe, and respect, everybody, according to their heart, their level. Okay, he's very brief here, but there's a key difference between Chetzeni Salev and If you look by Primi Salev, the words were Rishbe Eish, Ritzaikas Halev, but Tfila Tshuva. Rishbe Eish is flaming fires, it's passion. Ritzaikas Halev is a cry, a deep cry from the heart, during Davening Tshuva. Now he's saying, Divine contemplation and the awakening of Avir. Why? Because Panimi Salev is coming from a very deep anguish place. Not necessarily negative, but it's coming from a very deep, from the deep depths of your heart. Chetzeni Salev is more, on a, I'm going to say superficial, but it's a more outer level. It's an outer level. So what he's saying here is that everything we discussed about this, the rose being concealed in the thorns, Malchus going into Biyah, where there you have Esther, in other words, is not just Primi Salev. Before he spoke about it all Primi Salev, that Esther is really Primi Salev, and it's all there except it's concealed. Right? Now he's saying there's another thing that Nefesh Abbas does. It also conceals on the outer dimension of the heart. And this too, in order, 
So in other words, there's two things the animal soul is doing to us. It's concealing the, the depths of your passions to the divine, but it's also concealing your basic relationship with the divine on a more revealed level. I would say it's almost like uh, almost like a misprit and, and sipur, almost like gvul and beligvul, bedakus in a subtle way. In other words, Malchus goes down there, and on the you could both have two things are being concealed by the animal soul. Your basic uh, relationship with God on a basic revealed level. You know, that you study, that you feel. But then there's also the depths of your heart that's also being concealed. And the purpose of it all is, is for us to, what Yaakov did was to turn that Nakuda into a... So Malchus is being concealed in two ways, basically. No, he doesn't say that. She says they're both from the Nefesh Abamis. So they're both the Nefesh Abamis. That may be the difference between how Malchus, the first level, is concealed in Biyah. Let me see. Probably. And then, no, I think it's in the second itself. In the second level itself. Okay. We'll sum it up and I finish this. Okay, after the parenthesis, and this Nakuda we can say, let me say, what was before the parenthesis? Oh, here we go. The Nakuda we can say, why is it a Nakuda? Before, before he said it's a Nakuda because it's all concealed. No, no, my mistake. No. No, Nakuda is actually a positive. We have here Malchus is completely concealed, but there is a point there. There is something there. It's like we say, you may be asleep, but your heart is awake. I need a shane of I'm asleep, but my heart is awake. The Knesset is all he said before. Look at the beginning of the chapter. Nakuda is Nakuda Salev, Bechin's Knesset, Kamesh, Bechin's Katnus. But it's in a state of Katnus, it's only Amuna. That's how he first interpreted it. Then he said, Gam Yeshlemer. That this is talking about how it comes down in a concealed world. Okay, and now the Nakuda is not a Muna. Now he's explaining according to the second interpretation. There's two interpretations in the in the in the example. One was just in general that it's uh, that's a state of fear. You need to force the Nefshabamas is in its full intensity and through a Muna. You just, uh, they, you have the Nekudah Salev, everyone has the Pintaliyid, the, pint the spark, that's only in a state of continence, a very diminished state. Now he's explaining that this is how Malchus is manifest in all the garments of this world, that the Nefesh Abamis conceals. Before he didn't speak about Nefesh Abamis. Before he just said that it's just the work that you do, the beginning of your work, it's plain faith. Yeah. And you impose yourself on the and the Amun imposes itself on the Nefesh Abamis. And then Akhamas Amalchus is when Achavas Adas, when you develop it. Now, this explanation, you understand the difference? The first one, again, I want to just say it for myself at least. The first one is just saying that you have. Um, all you have is an Akud, all you have is faith. But you have no maturity yet. And what, and what do you do with that faith? You just impose. Based on that, you just follow the rules. You do the mitzvahs, he says, without kavana. Just you force yourself to do it. 
That's what that was the interpretation. And what's hakamasam alchus? That's when you develop and you mature and you start to think about. It. The second is talking about how the the deeper the nefesh lakis is now manifesting in the nefesh abamis, and it's coming into all the levushim, like you said, all the all the thorns. It's concealing everything, where a person is completely immersed in this world, and now you have to extract. In that concealed place. Yeah, essentially, essentially, yeah, yeah. He's not refining the nefesh abamis. He's just—it's like—it's like, it's the simplest thing. It's what most people do. It's mechanical almost. Pure skaf. You're overriding. And here he says kedei levadet. It's in order to refine. No, not a kamasamachus. A kamasamachus is when you—he um, doesn't spell it out. But it sounds like it's already you're working with it, and that's yeah, that's there. Oh, so hold on a second. Look, I'll come with some machos. I'll come with some machos. It's a good question. You have to say it's a come with some machos. There is what you're taking it. It's not just that. But here, now he continues on and says, now he's talking how it goes into the animal soul, and we're involved and trapped here. And you're doing something about it. You're not just overriding, as you put it. It's not just that. You're actually refining it. But what's the Nakuda here? There, the Nakuda was the Amunah is what keeps you going. What's here? What keeps you going here when you're trapped among the thorns? So he says, You could say this is the transmission of a higher reflection. To awaken the desire within the soul. Like the expression, until there'll be there'll be a uh, an awakening above us from the Ruach Mamarim, from the spirit from above. Like we're talking here like in a spontaneous awakening. A person has an epiphany. Or some type of pisim. Pisim is spontaneous. You know. Like it says in the Kutateda, this is the Odom Kiyakriv that I mentioned that um, that's what he talks about there. Look there. So I'm going to have to go there. That's going to require... So the point is, okay, 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 okay. So the Nakuda is, let's see how he says it in the Kitzer. Kitzer, or Bavedi Yashlemer, and the Bavedi we can say, what's Yashlemer what? The Malchus, the Nakuda of Malchus, the point of Malchus that it goes down into the world. What is that in Aveda? Dugmas in Haislapshus, who bepel. An example of the Islapshus, of Malchus, Is kfiyah bepel, meaning that you are uh, you you uh, compel yourself, you force yourself, you coerce, you import, you um, override, as you put it. Yeah. Oh, and what's the nakuda? When you say there's a point here, there's something to begin. There's an evan. When Yaakov made the evan of Matzeva, there was there was something there. Nakuda is nakuda salav is the part, spark in the heart. State of Amunah. Gam Yashlemer, the second interpretation. Another way I can explain it. You can also say, 
It's not a different. It's not a opposing explanation. It's just another gam, an additional explanation. He slapshus is almost an This slapshus is that there's actually the concealment of the divine soul in the animal soul. Bechinus Esther, state of Esther. Rachel begins his galus Rachel is a state where there's a revealed desire to God, to the divine. The esterhu kishanevsabam is master. Is when the animal soul conceals, covers up. And this is in order that there should be the refinement through davening. What's the nakudi here? We can say she asusa asusa This is. He just doesn't use those words, but that's what it says in the Kutatera. That's when you have an awakening in a moment, a grace, a moment from a, that the Susalela, a higher a, up, awakening from above, awakens you below. That's the Nakuda. So that's the big difference between the two of them. The first one, it's not an awakening from above, it's your inner spark, your amuna overrides the, nev- the, 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 the animal soul. And here, it actually manifests, and there's a higher force that awakens you to. To free your uh, free yourself. In the first shot, I mean, what is not also like similar to Asus Delayla? No. And then the Nikuta, it's more like a. Nikuta is your soul by its own merit, has a connection all the time. There's no awakening. That's why you have to force yourself because there's nothing you're not. In the second one, you're actually changing the Shabbat. You're fighting with it. You have power. So the spark itself of Amun is not enough, basically, for you to engage in the Shabbat. You're now involved. Your whole mind and heart is involved in business, let's say. You're not thinking. Your heart is there come soon. Here, the second one, you have awakening from above that says, you know, i got to get out of this place. A more long-term solution. More long-term and more transformative but also more manifest. The other one is more detached. The other one, you just ignore the Nefesh is basically. You don't even engage with it. Here you're engaging. It's basically, I, I, it's, it's clearly different ways of explaining the Nekudah that we spoke before. Um, I mean, I'm not sure why he's saying all these levels, but maybe we'll understand it as we go further. We probably will. But it's basically, he's explaining all the levels. I, I, my, my, there's no question that this is consistent with the previous chapter. I was thinking that maybe it's the two levels in Malchus that he said at the end of the chapter. Now I'm not sure. I have to really review it again. But it's clearly the levels we spoke about. Because the previous chapter, there was also a bunch of levels, if you recall. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what it is? I said it before, the previous chapter, besides that there's two things in Malchus that goes in Biyah, he said there's also two interpretations too. One is Malchus and Atzillus, that's in the Kuda that Yaakov makes into Matzeva. So that's Malchus even before. Then it goes, Gam Yeshlemer, middle of the chapter. He spoke a whole a second explanation. Gam And there he also there said two things. So it sounds to me that this is very similar to these two. I'm not sure exactly. I think it's two things in Malchus going into Biyah. That seems to be the case. But you could say not that way. You could say it's also the other way. That first period. I, let's see. He's, he's not finished. Okay. We shall stop here. So we did chapter 110, page 213 and 214.